Welcome to Mirapod Taste Buds. We're your buds, Emily and Melissa. This is a podcast about food, our daily lives, and how they intersect, because Mirapois is the building blocks of flavor that elevate life. Today's episode is about packing, purging, and starting anew. Let's get cooking. All right. So this year, in 2021, we are moving. I'm super excited. It's been a long time coming. Um... But the time is nigh, and we are in the throes of packing and purging and just deleting all this crap out of our lives that we no longer want and trying to, like, upcycle things or just let it have a new life. So (laughs) it's been a whole fiasco, but that's what moving always is. Moved so many times in my life, and here it comes again for us, and I'm going to be ready. That's what I've been, like, telling myself. This time I'm going to be ready. (laughs) Um, I think... This year has just been a year of change already. I mean, you can say that in January, it's pretty insane. Um, but we obviously, we had the inauguration, which was super exciting to see Kamala sworn in and have some new vibes and sentiments going into this year and then just doom. <laughs> I think with the pandemic, we also kind of hit a, a corner and a turning point and we're headed towards the light again, which is hopefully going to be so good to have some semblance of normal life come back to us. Maybe some travel. Who knows? Maybe. Um, But I think it's been really good. So we've had some time to kind of focus and dedicate more towards ourselves and what we want our life to look like. And that's super exciting. So um, we heard, I heard a quote a while ago that said, the first step in crafting the life you want is to get rid of everything you don't. And that is so true, but also so hard It's easier said than done, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Exactly. And like in theory, I'm 100% there. Like I've always wanted to be like, I'm a minimalist, but I'm not. Like I'm extra and I I know this, but I also don't want the burden of being like a bag lady that just can't catch that bus, you know? Bag lady. See, like I just need to be able to enjoy all the things I actually own. And that's been like the biggest realization is that like I don't, look at some of the stuff I don't use some of the stuff like I don't need it so we have been going through things since we found out we were moving literally Mm -hmm. like nine months ago practically at this point it feels like it was forever ago um and it's been interesting to say the least that's for sure um I think we've been on a journey to like own less stuff I mean ever since I moved out of state and cross country I was already like realizing how much stuff I really have collected and amassed and had this like weird attachment to but it has been a cycle and process of actually paring those items down move after move after move after move to just realize that like some of these things I do not need and I'm this they're not making this move that's yeah. uh it's funny too because I feel like <laughs> as many times as you've moved and done this whole process and like purged parts that you don't f- feel like bring you joy or that you need there still is always something, you know, that mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. need. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you'd think like after all these this time and this process being repeated that it would only be like this curated collection of items that mm-hmm. you absolutely love and brings you joy. And yes. yet here we are still <laughs> purging things. Yeah. There's still more One trash to, purge. Be, to be had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything I want to like bring some sort of value to my life and everything to have like a home and a place where it belongs so I know where to find it so I can actually use it because that's the thing is like I'll have three or four of like one item and it's like why do I have four of these like <laughs> yeah I only need one <laughs> a collection <laughs> bordering on hoarding like yeah. literally and I think yeah. it's hard because we come from like a family of 
keepers, you know, like Mm -hmm. they, I, you know, some would say pack rats, some would say whatever, you know, our one grandfather was literally like a junk man and a scrap man and would drive around collecting other people's junk Mm -hmm. and and giving it new purpose and stuff like that. So and totally like a thrifter and like a flea market guy, like going to resell this for something, you know, like going to make a penny office yeah he saw value i think in everything (laughs) yeah and one person's trash was another person's treasure and that's something that i think has certainly been carried down to us Mm -hmm. um which is not always the best mindset to have i do i do think that there's value in that and that it does make you more appreciative of things and you know more sustainable overall for sure like we are big believers in thrifting and recycling and upcycling and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like you were saying but there also has to be limitations to a point so that you're not just you know living amongst things that don't really serve you yeah um and you know like one of our other grandfathers i would say was a hoarder but it's so uniquely like personal. Those items feel personal to you. So yeah. like, even like some things where it's like, oh, you should get rid of that. And then like I look at it and I'm like, this is one of my favorite things. It has this memory tied to it, like blah, 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 blah. So it's just so hard to also be able to like judge people because you, I can't even judge people for that because I can't judge myself on that. Like I'm bad at that. Like I have a 100%. weird story tied to everything. And I think everything's a little bit sentimental, which is probably ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I even found some interesting things about hoarding because I think um, you know, people, everyone has seen Hoarders, I feel like at this point, has on for like 11 seasons and everyone <laughs> <laughs> knows one episode that resonates with them. And there's some crazy stories that you see on there and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty interesting. There's a mo- the according to the American Psychiatric Association, up to 6% of the world's population displays some signs of clinically diagnosed hoarding. Um, it's often more common in older adults, which I think is really interesting. It often hmm. affects people ages 55 to 94, Aww. which is like so old to that think so about, sweet. you know, like being, I just like my stuff. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, I can imagine how that, that's a lot of years to have yeah, lived. That's, so it's how your much life. stuff you must amass, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's also more common amongst men, which I think is really hmm. interesting. Not really sure why. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I think of women as being more sentimental, which I feel like a lot of the times there's this attachment to objects because it's memories you're holding on to more than mm-hmm. anything. So I am kind of surprised that men are the number one offender. <laughs> um, and then causes, they say that um, it is somewhat like hereditary, like mm, 50% of the time there's some other familial link to hoarding. Um, and it's also very commonly linked to OCD. So one in four people with OCD are also hoarding in some way. Um, and on average, an individual who exhibits hoarding are people that live alone they're three times more likely to be obese than the average person and they have at least one family member that also hoards so i think those are all just like very interesting facts that we can all kind of relate to and even when i was researching this it was kind of like well how do you stop from someone from hoarding and the answer was basically like they have to want to stop you know there's not really it's like you were saying like those things have such meaning and significance to the person Mm -hmm. that you can't just be like you have to throw this away this is trash yeah they they don't see it that way that's yeah it's a personal attack and attack on their character Mm -hmm. so it's like you just have to let them come to that conclusion and realize it's not bringing them anything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah let go it's okay (laughs) to let go exactly (laughs) um i know that we've seen like the art of tidying up with marie kondo and i i love her her method of like trying to go through things of like 
does this bring joy? Does it spark joy? Do you literally feel joy when you hold it, when you touch it, when you see it, when you smell it, when you feel it, like whatever it is, does it bring you joy? And I tried to start doing that, but even that is really complicated and difficult sometimes because I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, like it kind of does. And it's like, if it's not 100%, is it not as good? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't give me as much joy as this other thing. So like, is it really joy? I don't know. Is this enough joy? (laughs) (laughs) But I, I like how she talks about going through like clothes, then books, then papers, then kimono or miscellaneous stuff and then sentimental stuff but as like someone who used to work in retail like I had so many clothes that literally none of it brought me joy like I've been going through my clothes every single like season and I still keep finding pieces that I'm like I haven't worn this don't care about it literally how did it make it past the last did this spark joy conversation yeah because I'm still having so many things that I'm just like wow I bought this and didn't even think twice about it just because it was like in front of me and consumerist bullshit capitalist nonsense just controlled my brain for a second and I was like it's on sale (laughs) I must buy 10 every color I've got it now I own it like oh my god what is wrong with me it's it's simply disease yeah so that especially when literally like tags are still on it and you're like i i need it i haven't worn it yet i gotta wear it and it's like no you don't have to like if you don't like it and you don't (laughs) think you're going to wear something why would you keep it you know yeah don't keep it definitely don't keep it (laughs) (laughs) i mean us with books too like i want to read some of these i haven't read even some of them but like i'm gonna read them i'm gonna read them and like i'm gonna have a library one day and i just keep thinking about i wish i had this book then and it's so hard to get rid of some of these when you really think about it, it's like, how many do you reread? I mean, I have reread a lot of my books and I do love some of them and I reread some of them religiously, but it's like how many of them are like that? Yeah. Like not a lot of them are really mm-hmm. that caliber. I think books maybe. are so interesting too because I think rarely is it about rereading something so much as like a statement to others that you want to show that you're well read. You know what I mean? Like to me, oh that's almost God. like what libraries and bookshelves in your home is. It's like, look it's at like, the knowledge that I have acquired. I'm so well read. Exactly. Like I think it's more so, uh, you know, a performance no, for others than it is. Nonsensical. Uh, the reason I feel like I want to have books is because then I want to be able to loan them to people or if they see them on my bookshelf, then we like immediately have something in common and it's like a touch point to touch on. And to yeah. Yeah, it is, it is for sure like a you know? icebreaker. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you've read that too? Or like, oh, you read this author? Here, borrow this one. You haven't read that one? I love being that person that can lend someone a book. I just like one of my favorite things to do is trade books with my friends. So yeah, but I'm feeding little libraries my books. I'm going to donate a few. I already pulled a couple out to donate, so I feel a little bit better about it. How I'm hard sure. is it to start one of those like neighborhood box libraries? Actually, things? one of my friends did. Shout out to Raina. I will ask her about hers. Uh, little Purple Library, I believe, in Seattle. But um, I'm going to build one. I'm just going to do it. I don't even think you need to ask somebody. You can't stop me. You can't yeah. stop me. Yeah. What are you going to do? Why Tear would it down? You also? Tear it down and take all the books, you psychos? <laughs> what is this? Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm it's sorry. all the like local libraries just <laughs> ripping them down. Like, how dare you take away our business? The local libraries <laughs> fighting this little library movement. That's what I like to imagine. <laughs> I'm going to draw the comic of that. That's very funny to me. <laughs> I know that you don't have as big of a problem with this, but papers is a huge one that's a problem for me. You stack them up. I stack them up. I make lots of little piles of papers. Like my desk has piles of paper. What do I do with this? (laughs) 
my room has stacks of paper. Like, I need a better filing system. I have a filing system, and there's still just so much paper. Because I feel like I need to scan it, or I'm going to need to read this again, or I'll read it later because I don't want to read it now. And it's like, I literally, this is unimportant. I usually end up throwing them away after a few months after they've sat there. So it's a little bit strange, and that's something I'm going to try and change when we move. I'm going to try and, like, have a small filing system. If it doesn't fit in here, then it's got to go. Gone. So, like, yeah. I have to cycle it quicker because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, something I have to tackle today, and I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. I know. Mm-mm. Yeah, I feel like kimono is maybe my biggest offender. Like, I just have a lot of, like, miscellaneous things that yeah. don't really have a lot of significance. <laughs> I don't really know why I'm keeping them, but they're there. But you need it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got, like, 20 water bottles. Don't think I need them all, but they're here whenever I need them. Yeah, we need to get rid of some of that stuff. I feel like it's that's one of those things where it's, like, knickknacks, though, too. Yeah. Like, where it's, like, I acquire these little tchotchke things. And, like, being in the industry that we work in currently, like, there's just so many items and freebies and little like things that you acquire and kind of just don't throw away or you should never have taken in the first place never have taken in the first place. yeah that i'm just one. starting to say no like do you want this tote bag like no i actually have 70 in the closet at my house and it's pretty atrocious yes. like don't give me anything actually mm-hmm. yeah um. it's crazy the culture of like waste that we've mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. bred into for so long i was just watching the blue planet um they're talking about like container ships that just get lost at sea oh, like every God, yeah. day there's four just giant container ships that are just getting washed away sunk into the bottom of the ocean it's like what is this oh consumerism yeah it's just insane that we are creating this much trash that's horrifying to trash. think about yeah just isn't that horrifying it's like, <laughs> for a day i was like a, i thought it was gonna be like a year and then when i said day i like literally almost threw up it's yeah. like what have we done to the ocean good lord yeah it's a miracle anything's still alive down there honest to goodness no wonder there's such scary things yeah. in the depths <laughs> yeah my other one i think is sentimental too that i have problems with yeah because i feel like everything's a little bit everything's sentimental. sentimental i mean we are such family people you yeah. know like this was my grandmother's and like we've said they've all just been such keepers you know and i yeah. think that's also um like a trait of an older generation in some degree Mm -hmm. because you know you came from nothing and you were literally like just trying to hold on to the little things of like wealth that you had Mm -hmm. um and i think our families kind of i don't know had interesting roots and moved a bit around a bit and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and had interesting heritages so um there's just lots of different things that some things are from the old world and some things are you know new age things that we've acquired and Mm -hmm. new traditions we've formed um makes it harder to let go sometimes so hard yeah and i don't know that you necessarily have to for like sentimental things i think that there's some things that yes (laughs) you probably don't need in your life and like serve no further purpose but I don't know. I cherish a lot of those. Some of those things, things I do. Well, it's like, for example, my memory box. When I open it, I go through it and I'm like, most of this is trash. Yeah. And I thought it was sentimental when I put it in the box and was like, oh, this is so lovely. What yeah. a great reminder of this I'm time. Gonna scrapbook this yeah, I'm going to scrapbook this. God, the ultimate worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then you look at it later and you're like, OK, I can throw away half this box. And now there's actually the items that are actually sentimental and important. So I think it's just like really putting that lens on of like, will this matter to me? later Mm. do i want this forever like you have to really kind of why is it sentimental and who what does it really remind you of you know like is it a distinct memory in your mind or is it just like oh this is from that yeah that was a great Mm -hmm. time you know i think that that's kind of the difference for me is like does this evoke of like really 
prominent memory in my mind yeah. that I can totally picture. I can smell the smells. Yeah. I can touch it and like feel those same feelings. Totally. Or is it just a scrap a, of a memory that you already have? The yeah, that's there. in the your brain and you don't yeah. need anything else to remember it by. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing for sure. <laughs> So I don't know if we have said where we were moving yet um, on this podcast ever before, but it's St. Louis. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Speak it into existence. Yes, it's <laughs> happening. Um, it's funny because every time we seem to tell someone that, someone loves to say, why St. Louis? Like, why? <laughs> every um, time, without every fail. Time. It's bizarre. Not sure if um, I should be offended for St. Louis or what. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just don't think anyone in the Midwest has the right to really talk trash about anywhere else anyone wants to live. Yeah. Because... But I also think, like, Chicagoans <laughs> are devout Chicagoans. Like, oh, yeah. people in Chicago love Chicago. Oh, yeah. Which I have a very strong love for Chicago. It is definitely what I consider to be, like, my home or, like, where I'm from. But I also really love a lot of other places. So I, <laughs> I really... I hate to say that because I feel like a bad Chicago in saying it because Chicago is amazing and it's got so much good food and culture and like awesome stuff. But my God, it is just, it's expensive and I just don't need this winter weather. I just don't need it. I love the seasons. I love being a Midwest girl and all that nonsense. However, I just am not built for, I'm not built for this weather. <laughs> and for me, Chicago's kind of too big of a city, honestly. Like, I'm not a big city gal by any means. I don't necessarily know if I fit in any of any of the <laughs> environments. I wouldn't say I'm like a rural country girl either. Um, but I, I like smaller cities that are a little bit more intimate that I feel like I can navigate all of um, and not have so many places that I'm missing out on. Like that's my biggest problem with Chicago is I feel like I'm frequenting the same neighborhoods and rarely am I dipping into all of them, you know? That's it's real. It's a really big city. Huge, yeah. But like you're saying, there is so much amazing stuff because it is a big city mm -hmm. like that. You have all these different pockets of ethnicities and um, cultures and stuff like that, which is really fun. It's so kind of like that New that. York vibe, too, where there's just so much hustle and bustle and it really never sleeps. Like you could find something to do at all hours, anytime, mm -hmm. well, pre-pandemic, yeah. and literally get food anywhere. Like it's just that vibe of just being in a big city where literally there's always someone awake and there's something going on it's very exciting i think that's what draws me to cities i love cities um definitely considered myself a city girl for a while mm -hmm. um but i think the more that i've lived in them the more i realize that i also kind of need both in my life like i love the mix of nature and being able to escape the city and like get away from it i love being able to travel so much and i think it's been hard this year in particular kind of having to be more stationary in, in one spot because I do miss that, like getting to see more. You got to like make little day trips to get out of the city and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's like nothing going on right now. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so definitely one of the number one reasons was money, though. Like St. Louis is incredibly affordable. So like number one reason that was like my big thing is like I can afford to have a better quality of life. And I love to do 
fun things like travel and eat out. And in Chicago, I'm spending so much on other expenses and it's so much taxes. more paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Like literally on average, a two bedroom and apartment in St. Louis costs around like 940 bucks compared to 1400 in Chicago. Wow. Yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> so it's like that's a big accurate. difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cost of living is huge that's totally nuts um it also is one of the 25 best places for first-time home buyers i read somewhere which is pretty cool um we're definitely looking to eventually um be buying a home and no longer renting so that's something that's really exciting and can't wait to hopefully decide to maybe settle there or not who knows i don't even know what will happen but that yeah. already being a, a thumbs up is amazing <laughs> yeah they're really a city like focusing on growth right now they're doing a lot of like new development and stuff like that and there's a lot of job markets that are just absolutely booming and stuff for them so it's definitely going to be a cool place to see evolve i think over the next couple of years yeah it's nice to be in a growing kind of situation where the city is kind of growing and changing too with you which is mm-hmm. dope uh, i've seen a lot of cool construction projects and things that are going on there um, we have some friends there, which is great too. We've been to the city a ton, visited a ton, and really love kind of the vibe. It's got a ton of history. I mean, it was founded in 1764, which is crazy. Uh, and there's a ton of like French influence, which I love. There's this like Creole Cajun stuff that's coming up from New Orleans that's dragging the blues with it. Like the Mississippi was literally bumping back in the day. Like, yeah, second biggest Mardi Gras yes. celebration. I can't wait country, to be there for so. Mardi Gras next year. I think that'll be super exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. at one point, St. Louis's Union Station was the largest and busiest in the world, which is crazy to think of it, that this hub, because now St. Louis seems like this like small little city. Yeah, but... no one would think of it twice in such a way, mm-hmm. you know? And... They used to call it the Paris of the West. Oh, yes to that. <laughs> Frick, like, get rid of the, what, gateway to the West or whatever? Yeah. Call it the Paris of the West. I know. Way better name. <laughs> I really do love that. I'm running with it. <laughs> I like to imagine the arch and the Eiffel Tower, like, yeah, <laughs> rivaling. Rivaling. Yes. <laughs> Duking it out. That's a comic. Uh, it's definitely a comic. <laughs> um, next up, why I love St. Louis, is it offers more free major visitor attractions than any place outside of the nation's capital, which is insane. Their art museum is astonishing it has a great collection and it is free to the public their zoo amazing free to the public like a bunch of other museums free so moving to a city where like these cultural institutions are free to me i'm going to be haunting them regularly i'm going to be in there like every other day and it's going to be amazing and i'm probably going to get a membership to the museum anyway because i want to support them but i'm so stoked to be able to just like wander a city that offers things like that to its residents because i think that is just so valuable it's insane Mm -hmm. um yeah, they have a lot of like really great art scenes in general, I would say, and um, a lot of like farmers markets and like mm-hmm. best like local produce and stuff like that in some of the countries since it is such a Midwestern um, locale like that. So definitely excited for anything and everything free and anything mm-hmm. and everything art will be very fun. Definitely. Um, I love what you said about like the neighborhoods, like how Chicago sometimes almost feels too big and you don't get to see all the neighborhoods because you really do have to put in effort to like go all over. And sometimes it's easier if you have a car, but there's obviously public transit that connects like the whole city. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it'll be nice to like discover new neighborhoods and mm-hmm. learn about these places. Like the Central West End looks super cute. There's a mm-hmm. ton of like really cute restaurants and things. I love it. Right um, by Forest Park. 
Yes, which literally Forest Park is 1,400 acres. It's huge, which is literally 500 acres, bigger than Central Park in New York, which is nuts. Um, I'm a huge runner, so obviously I'm going to be running my ass over there all the time, and it's gorgeous. The jewel box is so pretty in there. I love going there. And yeah, the art museum is in there, in the park. Like I'm going to be having a picnic and going to look at like a Monet. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> Best wonderful. <day> ever. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a very, like, the size of the city, I think, is just right, because it's kind of that 20-minute city vibe, so you can kind Mm -hmm. of get anywhere in all these different neighborhoods within 20 minutes, which is awesome. And there's not really that bad of, like, traffic there either, for whatever reason. I guess the highway systems are just built (laughs) just right. Um, Forget you, LA and Chicago. Yeah. traffic over here. Eat my dust. (laughs) Yeah, eat my dust. Yeah, that'll be life-changing. Traffic here is a nightmare. God. Mm. Uh, Even in Seattle when I was there, the traffic just started getting so astronomically horrible. Like, you have the city, like, the highway runs, like, directly through the city, so it's just, like, a gym jam of crap. Yeah, (laughs) like, here I, like, avoid driving my car at all costs, but, like, there it's, like, you're expected, kind of, like, everyone drives in St. Louis. It's just a very car-centric city. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have the best public, like, transportation i would say yeah i saw a website that was like trying to hype it and rep it like it was like really something and i was like okay yeah (laughs) i don't know that i've ever even really seen it like the multiple times we've visited we shall be the judge of that (laughs) yeah so we'll let you know we'll keep you posted but it seems very walkable for sure and very easy with a car so that's nice yeah i have one of them i can't remember which neighborhood it was they're talking about how it's like super compact maybe it was i don't lafayette square maybe or maybe Mm. soulard um they're talking older ones yeah exactly where it was like really walkable and like i'm excited just like go to a neighborhood and just walk through the streets just to experience what that neighborhood's like. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the cool part too. Like you were saying with the history, like literally there's like old cobblestone streets. Yeah. It's, and it's like, so beautiful. Uh, just like that vibe alone. The farmer's market in like the French historic district literally has been going on there since 1779. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I was like, I can't wait. It better Three be years after they founded this Put place. Put me on the like, cobblestones. Get the farmer's market out. <laughs> yeah. The farmer's market's the high <laughs> talk of the town. <laughs> It's Bridgerton over here. This is where you went to strut. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Promenade? Yeah. It's promenade. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I also, I mean, St. Louis is like a big little city. And I love when I was doing some research that to see kind of like the diversity and the makeup, it is black as hell. I was like, okay, like it is legit almost as many white people as there's black people. They're like tied. I was like, oh, wow. Um, like literally it said one of them said 49% black and something else for white but when I saw another one that said 46% and 46% and then it's like 4% Hispanic 3% Asian and 1% Native American so it's not super diverse but it mm-hmm. is hella black and I was like that's interesting yeah I think it has probably a very similar history to Chicago too 100%. that we're very very used to and accustomed to which is a very segregated city yeah. vibe Mm-hmm. Um, where like literally streets and building zonings and stuff like that would all dictate who right. lived where. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to experience in a different place um, and in a different way. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of see some of the historic neighborhoods and kind mm-hmm. of take in that history for mm-hmm. sure. Well, while I was doing this research, there was also a lot of great random facts about St. Louis, which I did not fact check all these, so don't don't <laughs> don't come me. for me. Yeah, don't come for me. <laughs> they credit themselves with pork steaks, which I didn't know were a thing. Apparently, outside of Missouri, it might not be a thing, so I'm not really sure if I can give you the credit. I understand on it. what that means. It is a cut of pork that looks like a steak, but it's pork. It's a pork steak. 
Why sh- has no one else done that? I don't know. Probably because it's not the best cut of pork. It's probably not like good like that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> hating. I don't. I don't eat meat, so I'm not hating. <laughs> but I just thought that was really funny. Like you're claiming Super pork weird. steak, something that no one knows about. <laughs> yeah, no one even knows or eats. <laughs> they also claim that George Washington Carver invented peanut butter there. I didn't fact check that, but I love peanut butter. So what's up? <laughs> Hello, random. Also, first kindergarten was in St. Louis, supposedly. Ah. Uh, and I don't I, know how you can claim those I things. Don't, I don't. I was like, I got to fact check those. And I was like, I don't have time for that. I'm going to take your word for it and laugh about it later. Someone someone at me and let me know if I'm wrong. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, in 1904 at the World's Fair, the ice cream cone was invented. They also claimed iced tea, which I'm not going with. Mm-mm. But Dr. Pepper and 7-Up came out then, as well as that, that, that World's Fair was the first electric plugs and the debut of the x-ray machine, which is nuts. Freaking wild. So, 1904, baby. What a year. Those x-ray machines must have been scary as all hell. I know. <laughs> so much radiation probably so going into your radiation. body. <laughs> Are you wearing the lead apron? Did you Definitely put on your not. lead apron? Definitely oh. no safety precautions for those around you. <laughs> no. Not enough. Not enough. Um, it also is the largest barbecue sauce per capita is consumed there than more than any other U.S. city, supposedly. So... Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking for some like vegan barbecue spots. I'm going to be on the hunt for some of those. You know, you're going to be eating good. Good luck with that one. Vegan soul food is a thing and some of it is fire. It's so fire. It it tastes like the real thing. Um, Yeah, (laughs) virgin markets. I'm going to find you. You let me know. Someone's got the spots. (laughs) But they do have a lot of good food things that I am pumped for. Yeah. Obviously, Ted Drew's, we've had their, like, custards and concretes. I'm excited to get some more of that in my life. Supposedly, toasted ravioli was invented there. That's a big – I love mozzarella sticks. Like, any combination of just fried cheese is my favorite food. So I'm really excited for that. And obviously, gooey butter cake. Like, I definitely wouldn't have been exposed to that if I didn't have friends that were from the Missouri area. So I'm super stoked to see some new things that I didn't know I loved or meet some old favorites again. Yeah. yeah. They also have the largest Bosnian population outside of Bosnia, I know, which is really interesting. So, so I'm excited to maybe try some Bosnian food because I've That was my same thought as soon as you said that. I was like, what is Bosnian I don't even know like what that I had like? it. I don't even think I have. Yeah. I have to try it. I'm All right. Intrigued. On the list. It's going on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I really loved, too, when I was researching, they have one of the best, like, charitable contributions from their their city like everyone loves to volunteer and and donate they they think it was like last year was like 1.6 billion and over 730 million hours of volunteer time which is crazy yeah um and since we're definitely looking to like volunteer with some organizations and get involved with the community and the ones that are important to us i think that was really cool to see that like other people really seem to care there yeah um if anyone has any suggestions let us know i think that's kind of a midwestern thing to like really like care about each other and take care of each other so like i love the rest of the world's like fuck you yeah (laughs) east coast is like we don't have time yeah west coast is like what (laughs) it's sunny i'm fine so real (laughs) not to hate on the rest of the country not at all i just feel like there's just like this weird down home feeling of like everyone's trying to work together here for some reason probably because it's so cold we need to like stay warm and survive band together, together yeah, yeah band literally. together <laughs> quite literally i don't know what that sentiment is <laughs> <laughs> oh man but as a transition the things i will miss about chicago yeah are numerous too numerous to list but there is definitely some food things that we've been talking about eating that we like need to consume before time runs out on us here so yeah we did consume one thing on our list this morning and boy oh boy was she delicious Mm -hmm. we hoovered her a little too quickly possibly but it hurt (laughs) 
the Loretta from Sarkis. Yes. Top Sarkis. of the list. Oh my God. So freaking good. Gonna miss it. Gonna have to try to recreate it. We'll see what we can do. I don't even know how you can. Mm. Yeah, you need like the, the whole grill setup. <laughs> yeah, it's basically French bread topped with mm-hmm. like a roll, like a hoagie roll, like a sandwich roll, like almost like an Italian beef kind of like how do i make that yes. bread i don't know I yeah it's it literally out. like italian beef rolls yeah. i feel like you know uh-huh. and it's got like cheese and uh-huh. onions and peppers yeah. tomato and then mm-hmm. you can get eggs or yeah bacon ham yeah your they choice. do a lot of heavy meat things i go veggie Ugh. but yeah so good it's so freaking and like the good. hot sauce with it you just like douse it in some hot sauce and it's so good with the cheesy hash anyway <laughs> we're getting lost in it i digress <laughs> yeah we have to get some pizza like obviously St. Louis has a pizza that they tout as being really great with a really thin crust and Provel cheese. There's reasons why no one speaks of St. Louis pizza. Um, Let's be real. It's not like other pizza. I will say that. But I'm going to miss the Chicago pizza. I love our pizza. Like Obviously, we have deep dish and thin crust. You can go all over the place. There's no pizza. bad pizza in Chicago, no. I would say. Like, I, yeah, I've, you have to try to find bad pizza. I've only had good pizza, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a bad experience. Some are better than others, for sure. Yeah. But top of the list, Pequod's. Pequod's Hi, friend. number Love one. Love you. Your crispy, caramelized crust. Pan pizza. Mm. So mm. good. Yeah, so good. So good. I mean, even like Lou's, like the basics. like Their know. thin crust, too, is real good yeah. at Lou's. Mm-hmm. You're a Lou's over Giordano's. Pizzano's, though, right? yeah. So many good ones. Yeah. yeah, I am lose over Giordano's. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. All day. Over, I don't even know what that other one is, but. And you even have like weird ones where it's like Pizza Oven Grinder Co. Where they're like doing those like pot yeah. pie pizzas. You know, like we got, we got varieties. We're just getting crazy with all kinds of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, any way you want it, we got it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> it's like the guy with the trench coat of watches. I imagine that. With pizza. Oh my God. I'm, just slices dripping. I'm going to draw that. <laughs> what you want? Oh my God. That's so good. Uh, uh, obviously, like Portillo's too. Like that's like another like Midwest, like Chicago uh, staple. Oh my- God, I need to eat that before. Mm-hmm. Like a beef, obviously, you're going to need to get that. Dripping, yeah. yeah. Italian beef Even like their is chopped salad. Oh, I'll miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their chopped salad's bomb. Yeah. Like literally anything's good from there. Chicago hot dog. Yeah, it's really hard being Maybe a Maybe I need to get a Chicago dog before I move. You do. Cause. I don't know if St. Louis has a specific hot dog, but we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seattle's got one. Chicago's got yeah, one. Who people, else? People you want to throw your name in the hat? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I mean, Chicago has a special place in my heart, but I am excited to make new memories in a new city. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the biggest fun. reason why St. Mm-hmm. Louis, or in general, why we're moving out of Chicago, is mm-hmm. a change of scenery. You know, totally. it's a. I've lived in Chicago my entire life, basically, um, suburbs of and in the city proper. And Emily, you have had the opportunity of moving around quite a bit, mm-hmm. but. We've never really moved a place where we didn't really know that many people. Mm-hmm. We always, like, you were always living somewhere that you had friends or something. It's uh, similar to my situation in Seattle. I mean, I started out with really just knowing Autumn, mm-hmm. and I had one friend out there, and my partner at the time had one friend, and we had those two people, and then we really quickly amassed more yeah, friends. Yeah, more like friends. It, yeah, it was very quick. Which, God, I hope we do in Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> I think it might. I think it'll be tricky at first because of the <laughs> pandemic, and we're still kind of in the throes of that but yeah i think like you were saying earlier like things are on the up and up mm-hmm. and we are trending towards you know more be- people being vaccinated and and things reopening and stuff like that and i think by the summertime things will be pretty much in full swing so i'm excited for what this year holds and meeting new people because i think that's also been a struggle in like this part of my life is 
I'm not really making new friends. I only mm-hmm. <laughs> I only have yeah. the friends that I've had forever, totally. um, which are amazing people in my life, and I and I wouldn't trade them for forever. The world. Yeah, I'd be grateful for everything that they give me and continue to give me. But at the same time, like I don't want to become stagnant in that, and I mm-hmm. want to keep pushing. I love meeting new people. Yeah, pushing myself outside wow. of my comfort zone and new boundaries and stuff like that. And I want to, you know, create new memories and new passions and stuff like that. So it'll be a great opportunity, I think, to branch out and meet new people. Yeah, huge learning experience, which is how you grow. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think having more people to kind of challenge your mindset and like one thing about St. Louis that. I'm both excited and a little nervous about is it's Missouri. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I forget that it's Missouri because it's St. Louis, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. while I am a little nervous for what that holds for obvious reasons, you know, I'm a black woman, whatever. um, Mm -hmm. I am excited because my vote will count more. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that it will challenge me politically to be more active um and, and to, to find your community and really find build your community that. yes and like really take ownership over that totally so i think it'll bring a lot of good things just as much as it is scary mm-hmm. that's like the first sign that you're on the right path to something it's a sucking at something because hey you're trying something new and you have to you suck for a little while that's fine and <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is <laughs> And B, you're going to be uncomfortable until you're comfortable. So you have to yeah. keep trying. Like, literally, I'm the person that will cry up until the minute she has to try something new. And then I try it and I love it. And I don't want to leave. And I want to go back every day. So and I know yeah. that about myself. So mm. I know that the more fear and anxiety I have about this, the better it's probably going to be. Because I'm going to push myself even harder to stand out and step up and be a part of my life more you know just taking control of my time and the way I spend my money and Mm -hmm. who I talk to and who I reach out to and how I share myself with the world so only good things from here yeah yeah up and up Mm -hmm. thanks for tuning in to episode three of Mirepoix Taste Buds we're really looking forward to making some more episodes for you guys and charting our journeys ahead so stay tuned for more from us In the meantime, we're going to cheers right now to new beginnings, purging all the things that do not spark joy, and thank you to Chicago for giving us so many amazing memories. I can't wait to return to you and love you even more from a distance. We're going to eat the world until then, so be ready. (laughs) Yes. And St. Louis, we're coming for you. So, here, here. Cheers. Cheers.